to episode three of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating life after experiencing pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about words we use to describe and talk about pregnancy and infant loss. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. I've been thinking a lot about words recently and about the implications of certain words we use when we talk about loss. In part, I want to specifically talk about the word loss, and there are other words and phrases I've been thinking about too. This is something I've been feeling more sensitive to lately, so I thought it would be a good thing to share. So I guess starting with the word loss, this can be a very misleading word. Sometimes it feels like the word loss is used to soften the experience of baby death. And sometimes it makes me feel uneasy because I know what happened to my baby. He died. I don't know how or why he died, but I know that he did die. I know exactly where he is. He is in his urn on our mantle. And I also know where he isn't. He is not sitting in my lap as I record this or running around my house getting into trouble. He's dead. And I know it sounds harsh to say it that way, maybe crude and uncomfortable, but that's my reality, right? Experiencing the death of your baby is a harsh reality, so why would I not say it like it is? But in other ways, the word loss does make sense. I lost a lot when Stephen died. When I was pregnant, I thought of all these different ways that I was going to parent him. I remember thinking of these specific situations. Like, I thought about how one day he would want to pick out his own clothes. Would I let him go out in public if he wanted to wear all his clothes inside out? Would I encourage him to splash around in puddles on a rainy day? And I lost all of these opportunities I thought I would have with him. I lost the hopes and dreams I had for him to be someone who stood up for others or to be a kind and generous person. When I found out Stephen died after 22 weeks of my body sustaining and growing him, it felt like my body had failed. So I also lost trust in my body. And when I delivered him way before his due date, it felt like I was losing a limb. My world was drastically changed and I lost a piece of my heart too. So going back to the word loss, I did lose a lot when Stephen died, but he himself was never lost to me. Everyone is different when it comes to describing their experiences with pregnancy and infant loss. So the other day, I referred to Stephen as my angel baby, and it sparked a conversation with a close mom friend of mine, Emily. Her firstborn daughter, Margaret, died and was born still at 37 weeks. We had met through the Finley Project, who provides counseling and other services for lost moms. 
Anyway, Emily and I were filling out some info for a secret Santa exchange that we're doing, and I had listed Stephen as my angel baby, and Emily listed Margaret as her non-living daughter. And it was interesting to talk about it with her because she told me that she didn't like using the term angel baby for Margaret, and I get it. To be honest, I had never really thought about why I used that phrase when referring to Stephen. I think maybe I saw so many other moms use that phrase in support groups I'm in, so I also started to use it, despite my personal beliefs that Stephen did not turn into an actual angel when he died. So I thought that was interesting, and I think now that I've thought more about it, I can choose to be more intentional about how I refer to Stephen, and maybe I won't be using the phrase angel baby anymore, not because it's wrong, but because there are other alternatives that I like better. It's strange though, isn't it, how there's so many ways to describe death or a dead baby, like we say our baby was born sleeping, our baby is in the stars, it almost sounds romantic, doesn't it? As if softening the language makes our baby's death any less painful or more bearable, but it, it doesn't. And then there are words like stillbirth, miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy, Did you know that there are different categories of miscarriage? You could have a chemical pregnancy or a blighted ovum. I didn't know any of these things until other moms shared their loss stories with me. And they didn't know about these things either until it happened to them. And these words, these terms, they all feel so medical to me. Or sometimes when non-loss people use these words, it feels like they're summing up or describing an event. So stillbirth and miscarriage, right? They're both describing the process of a dead baby leaving mom's body, whether through bleeding, induction, natural labor, DNC, or some other way. And sometimes people will say, oh, it's just a miscarriage. The pregnancy didn't work out as if it wasn't a big deal, but it is a big deal. Do you know how many parents struggle to get pregnant or what it's like to miscarry your baby after multiple losses? I mean, I think just simply being parents who are ready to grow your family and love on a baby That's enough to feel devastated knowing your baby died. No matter what stage of gestation your baby dies, it's it's heartbreaking. So like I was saying, these words just feel so medical to me and they're so void of emotion. They don't convey the days or weeks or months you spend bonding or loving or being excited about your baby. I'm not saying it's bad to use these words terms. To me, they are what they are, but if you are going to use them, especially if you have not experienced the death of your baby, use them properly. For example, I had a stillbirth, 
but Stephen is not a stillbirth, and he is not a stillborn. Stephen was a baby who died. He was stillborn, but he was stillborn, and he is still loved. So, sure, you can use these words to describe his birth, but don't sum up his existence with these words, because he was a baby, and he was my baby. To add on to that, if a parent shares with you their story, make sure to really listen. Pay attention to the details. I had a few people try to comfort me when Stephen died by telling me that miscarriages were normal, which, by the way, that is a horrible thing to say. Don't say that to someone. Or they would use the words stillbirth and miscarriage synonymously when those are two different experiences and they're, they're not the same. I remember being really upset after telling to someone about Stephen being stillborn and she kept using the word miscarriage in our conversation. She never once used the word stillbirth or stillborn. And it's not because I think one experience is worse than the other. I think both of them are devastating, but simply because that wasn't my story and it felt like my friend wasn't listening to what I was saying to her. Even other moms who have had babies who were stillborn, their stories and experiences are different from mine too. So maybe some of our stories overlap, but all of our pregnancies and babies born are unique in their own. So I do think it's important to pay attention to the details because that's going to help you acknowledge our pain better and to honor our little ones. My whole life changed because of Stephen, and not just because he died, although his death is a big part of it, but Stephen made me a mom, and he holds such a huge space in my heart. I would never want anyone to glaze over his death or sweep his existence under the rug. So that's why I really wanted to talk about using the right words because when it comes to Stephen, I want everyone to know that he is loved and cherished, but they also need to know that he is missed because he died. And there's no kind way to say it that will make him any less dead. And I know that sounds sad, but it is sad. Obviously, I still use the word loss or phrases like infant and pregnancy loss. So I'm not saying that any of these terms that I've talked about are bad and that you can't use them. But I do think it's important that you understand the intensity of these realities, especially if you haven't experienced the end of your pregnancy or the death of your baby. It's important to know that the phrase infant loss means the death of a baby, a baby who is loved and cherished and who is remembered and missed every single day. Or that pregnancy loss means the end of a pregnancy, and sometimes that pregnancy ends in a mom delivering her baby who has died. Words are so powerful. You can be intentional with them, or careless. Either way, they can hold a lot of power. 
And I think that part of helping parents acknowledge their babies who have died is by using the right words. There will be parents who are comfortable in saying that their baby was stillborn, and others who prefer to say their babies were born still or born sleeping. There are going to be parents who call their babies angels, while others say non-living. And some parents may not mind any phrase that is being used, as long as others are acknowledging their pain and remembering their baby. So my hope here is not to tell you what you can or cannot say, but what I really want to encourage you to do is to listen, even ask if it's appropriate on what the right words are. Be mindful, especially if you're trying to support someone. Listen to how parents talk about their babies and give them space to talk about their babies. And as I've said before, say their babies' names. Remember that these babies are loved and cherished every single day, even if they're not physically here.